the one thing I get a lot is a lot of women lose their edge. They don't think they're allowed to be sexy. If they're a mom, you can't be a mom and be sexy. These are two contrasting things that going back to that, that exists. You can't be the mother and the sex pot, whatever the fuck that means. How can women like start to build, blend those things? Um, whether it's like in their professional life or, or motherhood, whatever it is, like, how can they start to blend those real pieces of them, that edginess and that sexiness and be professional? What's up, Style Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Styled for Life podcast. Katie here, back with another banger. As always, super pumped for today's episode. It's a good one. It's a juicy one. It's a guest episode with Leslie Jesperson. She's a plus size model and a lifestyle mentor. And I thought it would be really interesting to have her on the podcast so we could really dig deep into some of the body confidence conversations that we have every day as women that I get the joy to have a little bit more often and to go a little bit deeper and to really like peel back the layers of what that means and the relationship with our body. I've said it once and I'm sure I will say it every day a thousand times. People hire me and they think that it's just we're going to go shopping and we're going to be killed or styled or whatever. Insert whatever word of choice. And it's never that. This is why I call it style transformation because it's never that. It's everything we've ever told ourselves, every thought we have, every meaning we have, everything that our mom has said, our grandmother has said, our sister has said, our friends had said about what we can and can't do. Then for those of us like myself who are in our 40s, we are starting to see a lot of fashion trends come back. And now I understand why my mom used to make dumbass comments about my clothes when I was in high school and things like that because there were so many mental agreements attached to what certain things meant and who wore them and like, oh my God, can I wear that? That's what I wore in middle school. And what's happening right now, I feel like among my 35 and older crowd is all these styles are coming back. And depending on where you were in your life journey at the moment, you're immediately transformed back there. Like all this 90s shit, I'm like in high school, I'm starting college, and I was just such a different version of myself. So it's normal for those feelings to come up. But I think what's cool, and this always goes back to the question of, well, I'm going to save this because it might come back in style one day. Things always come back around. It's cyclical nature. Our seasons do it. We do it. Mother Nature does it. Like nothing's that linear. So things always come back around. But when they do, they bring a different version of the energy that they had last time. And there's always something about them that's new and fresh. So I've been telling my clients, like, think about that. Lean into that. What's the new fresh version of it? And think of it as a fucking healing process. Like, what would you go back and tell your... 90s baggy jeans crop top wearing self <laughs> if you could and bring whatever energy that is to you so and I say crop top because I've been exploring the crop top conversation with a lot of women around can they wear it they want to wear it are they too old to wear it how can they wear it you know my rule you're never too old for anything and then it's really just up to you on if you want to wear it there's classy wear ways to wear everything. And there's a time and a place for everything. So before we get too deep into like how to create your lifestyle, to match your wardrobe and all that, today's episode's super juicy. I do just have a couple of super quick um, housekeeping or what I'm referring to now as squad keeping items. So that being said, the squad is coming. I am officially launching my style squad community on February 28th. It's going to go live. Our first call as a community is going to be March 9th. I'm super, super, super excited to create this community. I have leaned into and I am partnering with an app that is off of fucking social media. So we're going to have our own app in this community. It's super fun to use. You can use all the emojis and gifts and we can communicate in there. We can go live in there. We can show videos in there. We can support each other. 
I have it set up so we can ask questions. You can get style support. You can get lifestyle support. I'm going to have super juicy bonuses from my favorite um, people and supporters of my life that support me in all areas of my lifestyle, not just style. However, don't get it twisted. Style is a huge part of this, but it's a huge part of using your style in your wardrobe to create the lifestyle that you are trying to create. So it's everything you love about this podcast. It's all the mindset work. It's all the mental wellness, emotional, energetic wellness. I have it broke down into four pillars and I have my experts and I have many experts in different um, areas too, but I have someone coming in to talk to us about our energetic bodies and how we tie that back to our style. I have someone coming in to talk to us about our physical bodies and how that correlates to our style and how those two marry up and just how we can always use the clothes that we're wearing because we're always wearing clothes to achieve the goals that we have in those different areas of our life. So I'll have someone coming in about thoughts. We'll do some self-hypnosis. I have someone coming in for the energy and the astrology, human design, money, hormones, um, weightlifting, training, all the damn things. So it couldn't be juicier. I have the goddamn chills just saying it out loud. That is coming on the end of February. So if you're interested and you just want to learn more, I'm going to set up a special wait list for that. So katiejustyled.com backslash squad. Get on it. It's going to be juicy. This is my new life's purpose. It's Aquarius season. And I feel really called to start this and bring that collective energy, right? Like that feels so good to me. Every time I say it, I just have the chills and I've been getting one sign after another. If you want to have that conversation, let's take it offline. Hit me up. Now, a lot of my existing clients will be in the squad, but if you are like, squads are great, communities are great, but Katie, I just want you one-on-one. I need some support. I want some um, style mentoring. I need some shopping done. I just need you to be an extension of my team because I'm too busy leading and kicking ass in my daily life to be worried about getting dressed, what to wear, how to shop for it, where it's sold at. I have spots available. Spring is coming. So I do have a couple spots in February. I just opened up March books as well um, for style transformations. So the one-on-one three-month style mentoring from start to finish, shopping, styling, color, vision, closet curation, you name it, done for you, complete shopped and styled. And of course, special event styling. That's been coming up a lot lately. If you've been following me on Instagram, a lot of special events that I've been supporting ladies with, with their photo shoots or big events or speaking engagements and things like that. And in that vein, I was thinking about that, whether you hire me or another stylist, Whenever you're prepping for your big life events, whether these are your personal life events, you're a business owner and you're speaking on stages, you're doing photo shoots or whatever, allow yourself at least a month to really get solid and preparing for this mentally, physically, emotionally, all of the things, but around your wardrobe. Give yourself some time to dig into your vision, plan some time on your calendar if you're joining yourself. How do you want to feel when you're on that stage, when you're at that life event? And the reason I say a month, give yourself some time and space to move through it. Give yourself some time and space for shipping because I don't know about you, but I've been experiencing wild shipping delays and big favorite retailers canceling orders and things like that. So, you know, intention is everything. And when we don't put intention behind things, we just repeat what's easy. And that's not always what we desire. Most times it's not what we desire. And if you're going to invest your time, energy, and money into big life events, you should also be investing in clothes that feel like you, that feel amazing on your body, that you can wear for months to come. So those are some of the ways you can work with me coming up in February. Stay on the lookout for Style Squad. Doors opening. I'm so fucking excited about it. It's going to be amazing. All the juicy bonuses. It's going to be like a community that you've never been in. That is my goal. Is It's going to be like something you've never been in. And I'm fully committing to making it fucking excited. I'm fully committed to 
blending the masculine and feminine energy in this community with very um, scheduled things that we do in the community and also pop-up surprises throughout the month that based on what the community needs, pop-up Zoom calls, some fun dress-up days where you can pop in and get free styling support as part of the community and just like bonuses galore. I can't wait to just pour into this community and it's going to be so freaking reasonable. So $37 a month. And then there's going to be lots of ways that you can get free months um, by buying bigger packages. And I'm going to do tons of giveaways as we begin to launch this and so much juicy stuff. So anyways, enough about the community. I can't help it. Let's hop into today's episode. Leslie Jesperson, plus size model and lifestyle mentor, comes on Style for Life this week, and we talked about some juicy fucking shit. So Leslie and I didn't know each other prior to the podcast. We were introduced through a mutual friend that said, you guys should absolutely connect. I think you guys would get along. And I think Leslie could really share some really juicy um, nuggets with your podcast listeners and community. And I was like, yes, let's do it. We talked a lot about body autonomy versus body positivity, and it was really good. So she goes deep into how to create your own body autonomy and shares what's worked for her and some of the challenges she's faced as a plus size model and navigating that and all the different body shapes that she's gone through in her life. It was super juicy, super vulnerable, everything we love here on the Style for Life podcast. Um, we also talk about how to wear what you really want, right? So this comes up a lot. Like I talked in the beginning of this episode around, I want to wear a fucking crop top. Okay, then wear the crop top. It's never that simple. So we talked about our favorite tips on how to start integrating and building the habit and building the confidence muscle to truly wear the things you want to wear. 10 out of 10 times, we wear things that we're comfortable with because we're comfortable with them, even though we have this burning desire inside to wear something different. And that's true for so many areas of our life. It's not just what we wear, but what we wear is something that we absolutely have control over. What we wear, what we eat are like the two things that we have control over that no one else can control for us all day, every day, which is why I love to use that example. And then we also talked about fulfillment outside of motherhood. So it's hitting all the topics for me. It's hitting weight loss, what that means, body autonomy, how to get comfortable in your body, style, how to really embody your own personal style and how to let it evolve and move from one phase of that version to the next and fulfillment after motherhood. And in my mind, all these things are connected. And they're just so juicy. So if this sounds like magic to you, share it with a friend. That's the easiest way that you can help me grow this podcast. If you love, love, love this episode and you want to take a few seconds to share it on social media and tag me at Katie Allen Stylist, I would be forever greatly grateful. And just hit me up and let me know what you think. Did you love today's episode? Did you have an aha moment? What do you want more of? I was just talking to my um, email community and they're like, we want all the style tips. Is that something you'd like to see more of on the podcast as well? We're going to go super deep in that, of course, into the Style Squad community, but I want to meet everyone where they're at and the podcast is my first love. So connect with me over at Insta at Katie Allen Stylist. If you have a question and you're not on social media, just shoot me an email, katie at katiejuststyled.com. If you're ready to join the squad or just interested in the squad, katiejuststyled.com backslash squad. And you can hop on to our wait list. So you'll be the first to know when the pod, when the squad goes live and you will be the first to get access to the super juicy founding member bonuses. All right, enjoy today's episode with Leslie, Jesperson, plus size model and lifestyle mentor, and get ready to take away some super juicy gems. We'll see you on the flip side. Leslie, I love your necklace and it makes me want to get to know you more. I cannot wait for today's episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then you pull back your hair. And now I'm like, well, fuck, now I like the earrings too. <laughs> I came prepared, let me tell you. <laughs> I was just talking to one of my clients. There's an event here locally that's going to happen this weekend. And my client was like, so I'm packing for my trip. And I feel a little fucking extra pressure. Thank you. 
<laughs> She's like, because you're going to be there. I was like, don't. Because I do that to myself all the time, too. And I'm like, no, I'm first, I'm just a person and I'm just getting dressed for myself. Yes, that's true. That's true. I am so excited. I just got the chills. So we're doing good. Um, so excited to have you on the show to talk about all things Leslie, your mission, all of it. I'm kind of obsessed. So I don't want to butcher your last name. So just tell us a little bit about you, yourself, and then we're going to hop into like style and how you use it to become the amazing person that you are. Yes, thank you. So I am Leslie Jesperson. It, my last name looks a lot more intimidating than it is. I tell people when you write it, it's just all ease. Jesperson. <laughs> You, you could do it. Jesperson, um, I am a plus-size model. I work in the events and entertainment industry, and I work as an intuitive brand embodiment strategist, which is quite a mouthful, but basically I use my spidey senses to help women create personal brands, be their most authentic selves, and also I put my business and marketing strategy into there too, so it's not all woo. <laughs> Oh, I love that you said you use your spady senses. I don't even know where to begin. Like, I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, so what do I talk on? The plus size model, the spidey senses. Like, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I guess I, so all of this kind of started with my personal journey with my own body. And uh, I have been someone who's not been comfortable in her skin my whole life. And I feel like that kind of fueled everything else that it fueled my self-love journey. It fueled me being able to actually the plus size modeling thing is kind of, you would think it would be opposite where you would need to have like the confidence before you start modeling. Mm-hmm. But I was a like a child actor. I've been in front of the camera my whole life. And when we're kids, we don't really have that fear. So I feel like it, I was it was a good opportunity for me to be so comfortable in front of the camera so that when I am modeling, I am my most confident, happy self. Like that's the highest version of Leslie. And it kind of trickled backwards instead of like building up. Yeah. I love that. It, it, it made its way into every other part of my life and my business and my relationships so that's, that's kind of like how I all got, how it all happened. I love that. Let me ask you a question. Cause when you're saying that, I was just thinking about this the other day, when you are that version of yourself and you're on the camera, do you feel like after the fact, like you can, it's like almost like an out of body experience. And like, you look at yourself and you're like, who is that bitch? Like, Cause I want her all the time. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Even this when I say this, it sounds kind of like hockey, like I'm bragging, but when I share yeah. photographers, they're like, are you kidding me right now? You, what just ha-? Like, I just, it really is an out of body experience. I have such a connection with the camera and I'm suddenly like dropped so into my body, but, and then afterwards I'm like, where am I? What just happened? <laughs> Who am I? I feel like that. That's why I tell people all the time. I fucking love podcasting. Like this end of this year, it'll be four years. And I was like, not every episode, of course, but this one and some of my others, it's like, I I'm on it. And I'm like turning to this version of myself. And I'm like, how come I'm not her all the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I know, I, you know, I think that's really interesting uh, to think about because we almost have to give ourselves a little bit of permission and say like, it's all right. If I'm not like top level all the time, like yeah. I'm, I'm allowed to just be a schlub sometimes okay. and, and like feel real ugly. And sometimes that's fine. You know, I was just listening. So I was cooking dinner the other night and I was listening to Megan Thee Stallion and I'm sure I've heard this song before, but I just, I always really tune in when I'm cooking and it was her song anxiety. And she was like, even bad bitches are allowed to have fuck bad weeks. And I was like, yes, yes, Megan. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And it's just, I feel like it's just giving ourselves grace. Grace is like the yoga studio I go to is called grace and glory. Like the the grace is such a powerful word for me because listen, I have fucked up. Like I have, (laughs) I have done things that I am not happy with that. I'm not proud of. 
Um, I am a bitch sometimes. Like we all have those moments, but if we can be not so much unapologetic, because sometimes we need to apologize, but like <laughs> we can just give ourselves grace and be like, okay, um, let me say my apologies to who I need to apologize for and come back to myself. And did I learn anything? Cool. If not, all right, let's move forward. Yeah, you're totally right. I love what you just said about sometimes you have to apologize. And we do. Not all the time, but sometimes we definitely do. I was real proud of myself yesterday. This is totally off subject. I promise we're going to talk about style, but I like bragging. I think that's something that we should probably do more often and start like shifting the way we think of that, but just even celebrating ourselves. Like I had a moment yesterday, I met a friend and so kids are out of school. I met a friend and we went to this place and it was packed and she's like, oh, come here. Right. So I just kind of like just walked up because I was like eyes on my friend and I was shocked at how packed it was. And so obviously I walked in front of people, but I wasn't even thinking right about it. And the girl was like saying to her friend, she could at least said, excuse me. And I was like, okay, this is an opportunity. <laughs> and I turned around and I said, I am so sorry. I was like, I am so sorry. I did not mean to come in front of you. I did not mean to like dismiss you in any, I just, I was just focused on my friend. I just was caught up in the moment. I was like, I sincerely like apologize. And I was like, Holy, and she, her whole attitude changed because I think she expected me to turn around and be like, well, fuck you, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I am that person sometimes off of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, and I bet, I feel like just in general, in life, in society, we can reach more people by approaching things that way. And it's hard for our egos. Listen, oh, I'm hard. Scorpio rising, like I get it. <laughs> I was going to ask you, that was my next question before I was like, before we get to style, I need to know all your astrology signs. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, sun, Scorpio, rising, Capricorn, moon. So God help everybody. <laughs> Some Aquarius. So we're like little sisters there on the opposite side. Yeah. Okay. All right. A little Aquarius. Love it. Yeah. So my season is coming up. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, but I love what you said about apologizing because I've been reflecting on it. Um, and of course, it was uncomfortable because I was like, fuck, I'm such an asshole sometimes, right? And then it's like, okay, give yourself grace and apologizing. And so I, it's funny to me that you just said, like, sometimes you do need to apologize and so not necessarily unapologetic. I love it. A little bit of balance. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, not, not all, because I used to be like very like unapologetically myself. And it was part of my journey, like that I needed to to get it all out there and be you know, take up space and be the biggest version of myself. But also the word unapologetic started to be a little bit out of alignment for me. Mm. Like I understand the point of it, but then the next step was like, okay, not always unapologetic. Yeah. So I love that. So on the podcast and I talk about it, I go through phases, of course, like most people do. Um, but my OG listeners will know there is a big phase and I still talk about it a lot is big bitch energy. And that being like the biggest version of myself, kind of the reclamation. I personally love to cuss. So the reclamation, the word bitch, like I like it. Just call my friends like, bitch, I love you. You know, like, so that's always been like a term of endearment for me instead of like someone calling me a bitch. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking about that a lot lately because people have turned that back on me like, well, that sounds like you're trying to just keep up hustle culture or that sounds like this or that, that sounds like that. And I was like, yeah, this is interesting. And it's kind of like you were saying, and I was having this other conversation with someone. I was like, we go so hard one way. And then we, so we swing the other way, completely opposite the other way, where like, we're so like, yes, 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 I'll do anything. And then we swing the other way and we're like, okay, I have boundaries that are thicker than the walls of whatever. And then like, where do we constantly check ourselves to like kind of come back to that happy median? So I love kind of where this is going. And that's actually a great segue because I know this is your show. I don't mean to like, oh no, this is great. <laughs> I didn't mean to do, it relates <laughs> that whole metaphor that you just talked about is kind of how my relationship with my body was like, you know, after my divorce, the only thing that I was in control of was my body. Mm -hmm. So I went through extremes and I shrunk my body and I like, that was the only thing I had at that point. 
And then, you know, you get all the compliments. You look amazing. And people don't realize you're like deep in eating disorder and like extremely unhealthy and, you know, self-harm and like all the things. But all you hear is, yes, keep going. You're doing great. You're doing gauge. Great. You know, just because you're shrinking your body. And that I fed on that because I was so like, I needed love. I needed attention. I needed affection. And then once I realized, like once I kind of like healed a little bit and I was like, hold up, I don't have to do that to be loved and worthy. And then I went on the, like through my healing with, you know, recovering and eating disorder and went on the complete opposite spectrum, very anti-diet culture, you know, body positive and you know, all of that, like the other end. And now I feel like I'm just kind of like settling a little bit in the middle. Like I, you know, I prioritize my health and I, I, I call myself body. I believe in body autonomy, mm. not body positivity, because I think everybody has the right to do with their bodies, whatever they want to do. Um, and I don't have a right to dictate that for somebody else. Whereas I used to be like, you should, you don't need to diet. Like just very abrasive. And now I'm kind of like in the middle. Like if I choose to do what I need to do, if I want to lose weight, like I don't want to be villainized for it. Yeah. And so it's a whole, like my body is mine. And wherever, wherever I feel like I need to be at that moment, I'm going to give myself permission to do that. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I've been thinking about that a lot lately on like the feeling two opposing feelings at the same time. That's been like a fucking theme over the last year. That's really hard to deal with. (laughs) And I was talking about that in style because like one of my friends had messaged me and was like, I want to be these three things, but they, none of them make sense. And I was like, but they do because you want them and you desire to be those three things. And that's all that really matters. Your role, I think like the whole meet me, not meet me in the middle. That's a fucking song my kids like. Um, but the whole like I get to be whatever I want. I was like, you get to choose like on a daily basis if those are the three things that light you up. What version of that? What percentage of that am I going to be today? Am I going to be eighty percent this, and then the other twenty percent gets to be whatever? Like you, out of yeah. the words and things that make you feel good, it's hard to hold two fucking feelings at the same time that don't click. And you're like, these two things don't go together. Especially society's version of that. And I did, I was like looking through your socials and I listened to, you know, your episodes and I saw your video talking about like two opposing things. And I definitely feel that way, especially now that I'm planning a wedding too, I'm getting married. So it's like, you know, the style of how I want to be, how can it still be me? But it's like a beach romantic wedding, but like, am I really beachy romantic? Like, you know what I mean? Like trying to have a wedding that I want and also make sure that I'm not forcing myself to look a certain way just because like, that's what Pinterest says. Yes. It's so funny you said that. So luckily I had the privilege of getting married before social media was invented. (laughs) I was just joking with some friends about this. I had no wedding hashtag or anything fun, but I remember like what I wanted to do my makeup for my wedding and I wanted full fucking glam. Like like, I want eyelashes. I want all the things. And then the girl that was doing my makeup, of course I would do it all different now, but the girl that was doing my makeup was like, that's not really wedding makeup. And I was like, Mm, but I, you know, and everyone was like, you really want it to be timeless. You really want it to be classic. You really want it to be all these things. And I was like, yes and no, right? Like no matter what these photos are going to look dated, right? When we're married for even, it's 2006, okay? Like when you look back at those photos, they're going to look dated. But I just, like you said, I guess I kind of met myself in the middle and then we got to pull out the stops in different ways. So then like our reception, I was like, okay, well then I'm choosing all the music and it's going to be only the music that I want it to be. So, because that created the same feeling for me that the makeup was going to create was just the feeling or the vibe. So that's interesting that you brought that up because I think that's exactly when I think about style, it's like, okay, well, I want to wear a sweatsuit because I actually want to be in sloth mode today, but the glam girl in me has to show up or I won't feel fully integrated with my whole self. Yeah. I'm the same way with the glam, like makeup, just even for this, I was like, you know what? I am so tired this morning. I don't, I have no idea why, but like, I need to get up 
and, and do a little bit of makeup and put some jewelry on because I know that's going to just elevate my mood. It's going to make me feel my most authentic self. Not saying that I like, I only do this like twice a week because my, my coaching clients know they are getting like the top knot hair bun, the glasses, you know, in a t-shirt, no bra. Like that's, that's how I roll. <laughs> Thank you. Pandemic. I was never like that before the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but I also, um, having to shoot like content for like influencer gigs and stuff is good because it holds me accountable to not get in like a depressive state where I'm not getting up and getting dressed and making myself feel good. Um, and the glam, just like any opportunity to like, I have good makeup. I have a celebrity makeup artist friend, Katrina, who's doing my makeup for my wedding. And I'm just so, we have a trial coming up. Like I'm so ready for her to like, uh, <laughs> be my, I'm going to be like in people's faces. Cause it's oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait to see photos. Yeah. I, I love that. I love the balance and like what you're saying about it's everything is like we're, exactly what we've been saying. It's just like ebb and flow. But if I'm ebbing too much, then I'm never flowing. And like, how are those two things constantly in gear? One thing I used to do, and I still do it if I'm honest, is I'll do like, because this is how my like type A personality when it likes to show itself like certain days of the week, like so Fridays, you know, obviously like I always have like a certain pair of jeans I wear on Fridays or a certain hairstyle that I wear on Fridays. That's kind of like my chill day or whatever that is, but it's still, I still have to have that like, Ooh, it's just me. And my argument for that is I get so many people and I'd love to talk about this is so many people come to me and they're like, but I'm only getting dressed up for other people. I mean, you should always get dressed for yourself first and then other people can enjoy it. Nice. Um, so that one's a little bit of a trigger for me because, and I did, so the, most weekends I don't wear makeup at all, especially for not going anywhere. I'm like, cute. I think they're cute. I have cute little flannel pajamas. I'm going to hang in them all weekend and I don't do my makeup. But then by the end of that, I am so fucking tired of seeing that version of myself that I'm mm. like, ew, like, I just love makeup because it's a pastime of mine. I'm not saying it's not makeup for everybody, but it's like, I constantly am seeing that version of myself in the mirror. And then it's starting to match some of the, my low confident thoughts. We all have them. Right. So that little negative self-talk when I see myself looking back like that, it's starting to match that. And then I start to feel myself like falter a little bit. So that's why I dress up even working from home by myself. It's like, cause like you said, we're trying to be healthy. So I'm trying to hydrate. So I'm constantly fucking washing my hands and looking at myself in the mirror. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. And when I, so in the beginning of the pandemic, I like sold makeup for a little bit because all my other work was done. And and I was like a super out there self-love coach. And there was a little bit of a conflicting message from other people thought that I was saying that like, you know, skincare and makeup means that you don't love yourself as is. And I was like, "Mm, no. Skincare, makeup, it, skincare is self-care. That's how I'm taking care of my body. And makeup is a form of art. It's creativity. It's how I like get to be something new and experiment. And, and the same thing with my fashion too. Like having the giving myself the permission to try different styles. And acknowledge, whoa, this looks so much better uh, on the website, on someone else than it does me. I actually, right before this, I just filmed um, like a couple TikToks of me like trying something on and being like, I really wanted this to work, but it does nothing for me. Like the trend of like the oversized leather jacket that like, uh, or shacket, it was an oversized leather shacket. And I'm just like, I look like I'm wearing a circus tent. I even tried to put a belt on. And then I was just like, okay, Leslie, it's okay. <laughs> as much as I wanted to to adopt this style, it's all right if it's just not for me. Yes. Like staying curious and experimenting. Like if we took that, this is why I really like style so much is like, cause it's a place that we can experiment and stay curious without like big attachments to like, you know, it's hard sometimes like to show up as a parent. You're like, hey, so can I experiment with you a little bit? Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> right. But it takes some of the pressure off. And that's why I love style as like that self-care tool. 
And I just did a whole episode. I was like, it's not physical. Like we think it's physical and that's just one. It is obviously, but it's just one fucking small part of it. It's an energetic match, right? Like, is it an energetic match for you? Is it raising your vibration? Like I love what you said about like, I get to tap in to this person. And like, if I do my eye makeup different, I feel like Cleopatra or I feel like Julia Roberts or whatever the fuck it is, like whatever that energy is for you. And to me, it's just so energetic and it's so mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever, yeah. in addition to the physical. But I'd love to talk about this idea around, there's a lot of blocks. So when people say to me like, oh, it's just like surface level. And I'm like, mm, I say like 80% of it is our mental blocks around what we can and can't wear who it reminds us of. Like, I get that all the time. Like, well, I can't wear this shade of pink because my mom always wore it as a kid. And I'm like, okay, so there's definitely some stuff there that we need to work out. And that using like the makeup, the skincare, the clothes as like that tool to then help you see where you have other blocks in your life and like where the next growth opportunity is for you. Yeah, yeah. Say, take something as simple as the crop top. Mm-hmm. When crop tops became popular, it was like this. Um, I mean, 10 years ago, crop tops were a thing, but it was like, I remember actually, I was just looking in like my Facebook memories. I, it was my first shoot I ever did in a crop top, and I was like 50 pounds smaller than I am now, but literally wearing a crop top right now. <laughs> and um, it was like a, a photo from a magazine saying, here's how you know if you can wear a crop top. Mm. And that was like my first empowering moment to say like, I really want to wear this crop top. I really want to wear this, but this magazine is telling me, and it kind of like uncovered so much more, so many deeper layers of, you know, things that my mom told me that I can't wear when I'm a kid. And you know, always being teased for my tummy. I've always had a big belly. Like it's just, you know, all of these things came up. It wasn't just me wearing a a crop top in a photo shoot. It was me taking ownership of my story and all of those past stories. Yes. I tell people all the time, like I am not your stylist. If you want me to tell you the do's and don'ts of fashion. Mm -hmm. I can make recommendations. I can tell you why. My favorite part about fashion and trends is why they are trending and like the history of fashion and why certain things have come up because it's all the medicine that we need as a society based on what's going on. And it's like, don't tell me you don't follow trends because I bet your ass is wearing a sweatsuit during the pandemic. That was a trend. (laughs) And I don't know why. And of course, this is just my own triggers, right? Of like what you were just saying, like all the things like going to school for fashion and people like that's so surface level. I'm like, no, it's not. It's art. And I just feel like we haven't embraced art as a means of connecting what you're just saying, like all the emotional agreements that we've made with ourselves over our whole lifetime. Every comment that our mom has said, everything our sister said, or the magazines have said that we are or not allowed. And then how we've taken that and then applied it to the other things that I can and can't do with my life. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's so, um, I mean, I hate to use the word empowering because I feel like sometimes it's a little overused. Um, but maybe the word and like it, it assists in the embodiment of who you are because we're constantly um, continuing to write the story of ourselves and who we are. Um, You know, I remember the first time I wore a two piece swimsuit, which was like six years ago. (laughs) Like I'm 37. It's absolutely insane that I was over 30 years old but like before I gave myself permission to wear a cute swimsuit that I wanted to wear because someone might see stretch marks or cellulite. And, and I'm like, wow, that's just, but I felt so good. I was like, without letting, you know, and I've, I've gotten it. Like I've gotten the screen. I've seen the screenshots of people in my, who used to be in my circle, making the gag face emoji at my Facebook. But like, I've seen it. I've heard it. I've been fat shamed. I've gotten the pig gifs. Like I've gotten it all. And 
somehow it doesn't bother me for me. Where it bothers me is when other people see that and they're not where they're at. They're not where I'm at in my journey. And they're just like, it kind of reiterates to them why they're not allowed to show up and be themselves and wear something. And that's when I get really fucking pissed. (laughs) Normally I don't feed into it, but I'm like, "Mm, now you're fucking with my audience. Yeah. And I don't like that. And I go mama bear. Oh, I love that so much. It's so juicy. And I was going to say, it's like you gave yourself permission to do that. So then what else are you giving yourself permission to do? But I want to know, how did you get to the point where you feel okay? Like when you see those things, how did Leslie get to the point where she feels okay with that? Like if you had to pin that point that for the woman who is teetering on the edge of being there and maybe she's getting that message, how did you get there? So I say, first of all, the number one way to get used to wearing things that you want to wear, but you feel like it's really scary is start wearing it around the house. Like, so you catch a glimpse of yourself walking by the mirror. Like if you're going on vacation in three months and you really want to wear a swimsuit that you are just, every time you put it on, you get a little nervous, wear that bitch around the house. Twice a week, like give yourself a schedule, walk around in your bikini in your house and it normalizes it. You'll get used to seeing yourself that way. And, and I think the pivotal moment for me was I kind of said to myself, okay, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? Like, is someone actually going to come up to me in person and be like, you shouldn't be wearing that or you look so-and-so? No, no one's actually going to come up. And if they do, like that says so much more about them than it will ever say about me. And also, if that's the worst that could happen, I've been through worse and I've survived it. Yes. Yes. That's, oh God, I love that. you. I feel so validated right now. Thank you. That's one of my core wounds is to feel external validation. <laughs> Because that someone asked me that they were like, I want to wear a um, sports bra in the gym without a shirt, and I was like, then wear it around your house for a little bit before you go to the gym because it can't be the first time you do it, or your nervous system will fucking explode. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be like sweating even before you get on the <laughs> machines. Like, oh my god, and you're not even gonna be present. Your yes. is going to be occupied. And if we just like, that's my jam for 2023 is being truly present in moments and act like fully immersing myself and fully experiencing all of it as someone with like an ADD brain, I'm, you know, we're all over here. And if I'm allowing myself to be truly present, um, that, that just changes so much. So much. So speaking of clothes, that's another thing I like to talk about to my clients is when I'm too comfortable in my clothes, I'm not present because I'm so comfortable in my clothes. And then my mind goes to its comfort zone, which is also fucking shit sometimes, right? (laughs) Is the like constant, like thinking of the next thing. So I think there's, again, going back to the balance. Like I remember a dinner, the dinner that my husband and I had when he decided to leave his corporate job and I put on a dress. I wasn't obviously so uncomfortable with it, but I was definitely making a statement in it. And I just knew I was like, I'm going to wear this dress because it's fucking amazing. I feel fucking amazing. If you have a problem with it, that's your problem. And I'm going to be in this present moment because I feel so fucking good in this dress. And it was one of the, I mean, I will never forget the night because I showed up as like that version of myself. We had this amazing conversation about the, what's the worst thing that could happen of like him losing his job and like just finally taking that leap. And I think when we really lean into our style and we give ourselves the permission to wear the thing that we truly fucking want to wear. Mm-hmm. And now we're forced to be present in a new way and not just cause you're uncomfortable, but right. because you're like good, uncomfortable. Yeah. You're awake. It's yes. really awake. Yes. I love that. You're awake. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Yes. Like wake up. That's what I mean. Like if I'm fully too comfortable, like if I have on like my little flannel pajamas, I'm so fucking comfortable. Do I get downloads? Fuck yeah. I've gotten big inspiration in them, but I, it's so easy to just sit there and scroll Instagram instead of like, Oh, I actually really wanted to be intentional with my daughter today and spend some actual time with her today while she's home. But because I'm not awake and I'm still like in that zone of like just following my habits that 
some of them do need to be broken. Oh, I like that. Wake up. So I want to talk a little bit, speaking of this, I think this is a good um, transition of how to incorporate, and I get this a lot with the women that I work with, especially a lot of the clients I attract are like post-motherhood. Some of them are on a business journey. Some of them aren't. I think almost every single woman I has worked with is what I call motherhood part two. Part one sucks. Okay. If you don't think it sucks, then don't listen to the podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. Tell me why it doesn't suck. Part one sucks. Then there's a part two where you remember you're allowed to be a person outside of this person. And it usually comes after that person, after the kid has gotten a little bit older, right? So motherhood part two, um, where you're starting to get dressed again and remember you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. And that dynamic. And then having the mom is another layer on top of it. But the one thing I get a lot is a lot of women lose their edge. They don't think they're allowed to be sexy. If they're a mom, you can't be a mom and be sexy. These are two contrasting things that going back to that, that exists. You can't be the mother and the sex pot, whatever the fuck that means. How can women like start to build, blend those things? Um, whether it's like in their professional life or, or motherhood, whatever it is, like how can they start to blend those real pieces of them, that edginess and that sexiness and be professional and be whatever? Yeah. Oh man, that is so, this is such a great topic because, um, what I, what I've been really focusing on and like clients that like naturally are attracted to me are those who are desiring fulfillment. And I think before any of, you know, wanting to have edge or be sexy again is there's such a pressure for women after they have, after they become mothers to feel fulfilled in that role. And it's not that we don't love our kids and like would do anything for them, but the guilt that I felt for not feeling a hundred percent fulfilled in my life, just in my role as a mother was awful. And by normalizing that, we can start to see that like, okay, I'm allowed to do other things that light me the fuck up. And when we start doing these things that excite us, go to a concert, like go to yoga, like I don't care what it is, something that makes, that reminds you who you are, then that transition of allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to do other things that bring you back home to yourself will be a little bit easier for me. Um, it was falling in love with my naked body Mm. and which is kind of (laughs) hard when society tells us that moms have to bounce back and bodies should look like this. And I remember having a conversation with someone after my yoga studio. I was like, I honestly, I prefer being naked than wearing clothes. And this was before I, you know, realized that I can like, I wasn't buying clothes that were meant for my body. But I was like, I've gotten so comfortable with my naked body. Like I I, like almost want to be an exhibitionist. Like I just, (laughs) I love it. If it bothers everybody else, that's fine. Um, I don't care. (laughs) But like I, if I'm in a hotel room and I don't do this anymore, I was like kind of single out of respect for my fiance. (laughs) I don't post naked pictures on the internet anymore. (laughs) I love it. I would like see this beautiful lighting in front of this hotel room window and I would create art with my body and with the shadows and the silhouettes. And I'm like, that is sexiness. That is power. That is art. That is beauty. And no one can tell me different. And starting there, like go to a boudoir photo shoot, like do something that reminds you who you are before and kind of, it's almost like that anchoring technique and NLP and stuff. Like you take something that you're already really happy and comfortable with and then like do it in lingerie, (laughs) do it naked, you know, put on a leather jacket and some funky earrings, like combine them and just for a little bit and see what happens and it'll get easier and easier. Yes. Oh, I love that. I never thought about it being anchoring, but that's one of my go-tos. It's like, 
pick that outfit that you love, like think something you fucking love, and then pair it with the thing that you kind of want to wear, but you're a little nervous. Mm, yes, that's exactly it. Take that cute, you know, bodycon dress. If you want to wear the Spanx, wear the Spanx, but then put a leather jacket over it and some yeah. big ass, you know, some high stilettos and like whatever. Yes. That's... Bring in a little bit at that edge. Yeah, I love it. That's how my mind works constantly. Um, funny, I was just on a trip um, and talking about fucking mom guilt. Like that was exactly what one of my friends said to me. She said, you're allowed to be fulfilled. You're allowed to do things outside of traveling is the one space I still don't feel like I've really reckoned with my mom guilt. Um, but back to the style point of that uh, travel trip was... I wanted to wear my tennis shoes because I had been hiking and traveling for three fucking days and not sleeping. And I'm just really don't enjoy not sleeping these days. And I was like, okay, so I really want to dress up and be really cute, but I also want to wear these tennis shoes. So what else am I going to do to balance out the tennis shoes? Cause they, I love my tennis shoes. Don't get me wrong. And they're cute and like fashion sneakers, but it wasn't quite the vibe I wanted to go with. Like I packed the heels. I knew I probably wasn't going to wear them, but that's exactly what I did. I said, okay, so I'm going to wear the tennis shoes because I'm absolutely going to wear them. No questions asked. So where else on my body am I going to like play up the other energy that I really also want to channel? So it's like, I did fake eyelashes because that made me feel fucking powerful where the tennis shoes made me feel fun and funky, but not like sexy, powerful. Yes. Yes. I love all of that. Like a red lip can do that. Like this, that's what this necklace does for me just like elevated and yes. that is the edge even if I probably won't put shoes on today yes. <laughs> but the rest of me it feels me it's just that energy that I have about me yes. so when like he gets home from work and he's like mm, you're not in pajamas you know like <laughs> <laughs> I know that's it it's the elevating and I don't even know if I like that word per se but uh that's my own trigger with that but it's like you you should always feel comfortable. Like what you said, oh, I didn't realize I wasn't choosing clothes that fit my body. Like comfort, because everyone comes to me like, well, one of my style words is comfort. I was like, that's not a fucking style word. That's how you physically want to feel comfortable, but you should always fucking feel comfortable. Yeah. Yes, sweatpants are more comfortable than jeans, but your jeans should fit you, right? They shouldn't hurt you. Yeah, buy the size that fits your now body. Like- yeah. Throw it, get rid of the clothes that you're just staring at that make you feel like shit if they're not your size anymore. When If if you want to lose weight, gain weight, whatever, if you want to change your body, then buy new clothes when you get there. There's why torture yourself in the meantime. And my I, people are like, well, I feel like I should save it. And I'm like, don't. Because once you get back to that, you won't be the same woman you wore that wore those size eights. I won't be the same woman that was size eight last time when I'm size eight again, if that's the goal. <laughs> Like, I won't be. That bitch has changed. <laughs> and guess what? She can buy new jeans. Like, whatever that number is for you. Um, that's what I always say is like we, and that's kind of lack mindset, right? It's like pass those on to the woman who is a size eight now. Maybe she wants those jeans and let her have those jeans. And then you go get new jeans. I always like pay it forward to the next person who's on her journey. Um that's ready for that. Um, that's how I like to move through that feeling too. It's like release it, stop torturing yourself and then just use it to pay it forward to someone else. Donate it to your local, uh, whatever shelter, whatever. It is. I love that. I love that. Donating to a women's shelter or, or some kind of like organization where, you know, the per the next person to wear that is going to feel like a million bucks. And it's going to have a feeling that they probably have not felt in a long time. Yes. Like dress for success, like all of that. Um, I just used size eight cause that was my pre pandemic size. Now I'm a solid like 12, 14 and I'm not really in a rush to get back to the eight, but say if I did one day, I don't want those fucking pre pandemic eights cause yeah. pandemic Katie is dead. <laughs> I feel like everybody pre pandemic, like I don't know her. I remember her, but like, whoo. Yes. Like she's gone. Right. But now the next person can take those and get to be their version post pandemic. Right. And those it's, it's so true. Like our closets are like an emotional minefield and they can be a good or bad. 
Mm-hmm. I my closet is the size of a bedroom, and that's a bad thing, just because like there's so much stuff in there, and that's I was just posting in my private Facebook group like all right, I'm going to go live and I'm going to, we're going to go through my closet and you guys can claim it because I'm feeling called to like a little prematurely do the spring cleaning kind of thing. And just like, where am I going in the future? Cause I look at, you know, items of clothing and I'm like, this doesn't resonate anymore. I love that. Um, I think decluttering is like number one all the time, period. Like less really, really is more. And I tell people that's another thing I get a lot as a stylist. People are like, I need a lot of outfits. I was like, no, you don't. Like, if you love it, I will fucking wear this sweater once a week for until I'm tired of fucking wearing the sweater. <laughs> okay. Like I love, I love this conversation. I I just so I started, I'm curious your opinion on secondhand clothing because it, like my eyes were open to it. And I was someone who, like, once I posted myself in a picture of the outfit on Instagram, I clearly couldn't wear it again, which is so fucking stupid. But <laughs> I kind of was like, oh, my God, I'm being so wasteful. This is so bad for the planet, yada, yada, yada. However, the availability of inventory and plus-size clothing that is actually fashionable is just not there secondhand. So I was like a little conflicted. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm going to use the wardrobe. I'm not going to go shopping every other weekend. I'm going to use the wardrobe that I have and I'm going to try and get more creative putting fresh looks together instead of buying something new every time I have an event. Yes. Um, Well, for one, we know that there's an issue like in the fashion industry. Well, with fast fast fashion for one, but with plus sizes too, um, which is mind blowing to me because I was just on a training and literally more women are size 10 and up than are less. And I think size 10 is the cutoff where whoever fucking makes the rules up, which is, there are no rules. (laughs) There are no fucking rules. Cause that's the one thing to know in the fashion industry is like sizing is not, I did a whole episode on this. It is not regulated. There are no regulations. So we're going to put that one in a bucket because there are no rules, but my like rules or like my things around that are, I always like, if I'm shopping for a client or styling a client, my goal always is to get three different outfits, three different feelings out of the top or the outfit. Um, so like this sweater, for example, there has to be like three different ways I'm going to wear it. So like, I'm either going to like dress it up and like, whatever that means with my accessories, with leather pants, with heels or whatever that is. And then there's going to be like the super casual and then there'll be like a smart casual or whatever you make up your own version of it. But like three things. And like, I think pants are actually easier or a better place to start with this. Cause like with tops, I think it's endless, right? You could wear this uh, if you have five pairs of jeans and like a basic sweater is going to look good with all five pairs of jeans. Yeah. So I like to reverse engineer and do like with pants. Cause I just feel like pants are harder or bottoms in general. Like if the, this pair of pants that I'm buying doesn't have three shirts to go with it or three options or whatever we're doing, then a, do I really need it? Is it worth buying? And like, you know, is it, it's not really for me. So when I first started my stylist journey, I had a um, local stylist come over and she said, like, we're going through my clothes and she was like, you should never have um, what she refers to as orphans. (laughs) Like the thing that you buy that doesn't really go with anything else in your outfit. And chances are the orphans come from what you were kind of talking about, like with the wedding earlier, is like, I want to have this beachy romantic. And when I think of that, I think of like boho vibes. I don't really do a lot of boho, right? So it could be uber popular and I could fall into the trap. Like I love free people, but it's not my like go-to, go-to, but I love how creative and inspiring they are as a brand. And I do have a lot of clients that like them. If I accidentally buy something (laughs) in a weak moment and I bring it into the closet and I can't come up with three ways to buy it, you know, a couple of different things, but chances are it doesn't innately fit my style, like my innate Katie style. And I need to just like release it and pay it forward to the next person. You just blew my mind. I'm (laughs) in my closet now and I'm going to use that with, cause I have so many things that I like buy. And then I'm like, Hmm. That's like a toxic trait of mine. So I'm going to use that rule. <laughs> use that rule. Um, 
Yeah, and shopping can definitely be a buffering, right? It's like eating, like eating is definitely eating for me more than shopping, probably because I do shopping for a living. But when I'm in that weird emotional state and I know I'm not taking care of myself, like I will buffer with food. And a lot of people do it with spinning. I do it with spinning too, but it's usually like on other things um, outside of the clothes. But the other thing I was going to say as far as something that I've really been leaning into lately is rentals, like renting clothes. Um, so I can give you some brand recommendations. I've got to double check. I do have um, plus size ones too, but I think that's really the future of clothes is that rental. And then if you fall in love with a piece, you can pay for it. So like, right. and a lot of brands do um, rentals that people just don't realize because they think like, oh, rent the runway, not rent the runway, but like Newly does one and Newly is like all the anthro brands. And then even like Express, I'm still a little bit of an Express junkie. They have a style trial, like so many brands. And I think that's an amazing way. Like you said, I really don't like to see myself like in the same thing on video or camera or captured. Mm -hmm. I will wear the same thing like on client calls and things like that. But yes, there's something about when you're a creator showing up and looking at yourself being like, you get tired of, fuck, I get tired of hearing myself say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But we know that it's like you as humans, like we have to continue to say the same things because it doesn't always land the first time. And, and honestly, no one's really paying as much attention to your clothes as they're paying to their own clothes. I say this all the time. No one is looking at you. Like, you know, after my clients get their photos back and they're like, Oh, I'm like, Literally, no one sees what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, show me. Yeah, like this little thing under your armpit. No one saw that but you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I know. Like, I did this photo shoot, and there was this one like power pose uh, that I did on the steps, and then my fupa was like, "Hey, we're here. This is our pose. This is our shot." And I was like, "No, I can't fucking post this on the internet." Now I did it after I had to wrestle with it mentally for like weeks. Yeah, but I did, and everyone was like, "This picture." And I was like, yeah, but look at this, look at this. And they're like, bitch, no one cares. They probably saw, felt your energy, your yes. expression, your body language. No one was looking at your fupa. Nobody. <laughs> or like, you. I know, that's the only thing I saw. I was like, zoom. Or like my camel toe when I wear my leather pants. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to post these <laughs> pictures. Because everyone has one. Uh-huh. I have a so vagina. Yes. It's so true. So do you want to talk before I let you go? Um, a few, like, so you mentioned photo shoots. So I think I definitely have a small group of entrepreneurs that listen to the show. Um, but what are your like number one, number two, or maybe number three tips for brand photo shoots? If someone's like way in their fucking head about getting it done. Cause it is, it's a lot of emotion. Yeah. I would say number one is don't rush it. Find a photographer that you are already comfortable with that yeah. you're comfortable taking that find one that gives direction maybe they did like family pictures before or something find someone because if you're not comfortable in front of the camera you need direction you need someone to hype you up and I've worked with photographers that aren't really that way but then I make sure that I'm there too like all right pop your chest out like you know what I mean you need someone there like bring if you have a business coach if you have you know a life coach bring them with you to be your hype woman. Yes. So make, sure, so make sure that you're you're with a photographer that is a right fit. Um, people always ask me, what do I wear? And you might have a different answer for this. But I say, like, what do you feel most confident in? Like, if someone said, we're going out tonight, what is the first outfit that immediately comes to your head? You don't need to go buy a bunch of new things. Wear something that makes you feel great and get something that has a little bit of like, if we're getting down to aesthetic, like your brand colors, like rose gold is one of my, one of my like brand colors right now. So I'm buying, you know, colors like this. And, um, and I, I guess number three is going back to giving yourself grace and, and having fun with it. Do what you need to do beforehand to get yourself in the right mindset. Do like a confidence meditation. Go do jumping jacks. Put on your favorite song. And if you're in a studio, like give them your playlist. 
Yeah. And a really, really great way to bring out that energy in you. Um, just remind, like, remember that this is your photo shoot. So you can kind of say, I need to do this. Um, I need to, I need to be in some sunlight for a few minutes. I like I'm solar powered. I need, <laughs> I need some sun on my face. I need this music on. Um, and I feel like those three, three things will help you, um, be comfortable in front of the camera and allow you, allow your brand to shine through, through the lens. Yes. No, I totally agree. When it comes to shopping for clothes and part of my package with everyone is well, I'll be shop for it. And I'm going to show you how to wear it after the shoot. Yeah. You shouldn't buy anything. I mean, we can shop your closet and we can shop stores, but you should also be able to incorporate these outfits in going forward into your business because it should reflect back to your brand and it shouldn't even be a one and done. Because yeah. why would we want to do that? That's no fun. You should be fabulous every day. Photo shoot or not, every day is your fucking brand photo shoot. Yes. Let me tell you, I just, I have a faux fur jacket. I bought like glitter lipstick. <laughs> My next shoot, I have a shoot coming up. It's going to be like next level. And I love that you said, make sure that you can wear it. And that's something that I was thinking about. Like, all right, this can't just be for the shoot. Like if this is really how I feel and what I want to portray, I have to actually show up like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're kind of friends now, Leslie. So I'm yes. going to I'm gonna hold you accountable. <laughs> I wouldn't see that glitter lipstick after the shoot. Yes, I totally will. <laughs> awesome. Where can everybody find you? This has been such an amazing conversation. And if people want to continue to connect with you and like just breathe in all that juicy energy, where can they find you? So I am most active on Instagram. It's Leslie underscore Jesperson. Remember, it's all E's. J-E-S-P-E-R-S-E-N. Um, I will come right up. I'm most active in my Instagram stories every day. Shoot me a DM. Let's be friends. Uh, but I'm also on TikTok. Uh, same username. YouTube, Pinterest, all the things. My website, if you're interested in working with me, is just lesliejesperson.com. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Thank, Thank you so you much. So much. This was so fun. I knew that you were going to be the energy I needed to kick off my week and hopefully everyone. <laughs>